Section 32 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1, Section 32. Wednesday, 12. Every day I have had more or less liberty in preaching the blessed gospel. The people daily show great marks of affection and esteem for me. May the Lord keep me humble. Yea, he is pleased to humble me by afflictions, temptations, and frequent discoveries of my defects and imperfections. Friday, 14. J. Haggerty preached on, May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. He spake long, and much to the purpose. I feel some fears lest the people should be offended against the truth, by any improprieties, or undue rashness of expression. But how can we please such as delight in their sins? It is our duty, whether they will hear, or whether they will forbear, to declare, that if they die in their sins they can expect nothing but hell and damnation. Saturday, 15. I received a letter informing me of the death of John Laws, a young man whom I visited about a week ago. He had been in a declining state about fifteen months, and the Lord was pleased to use me as an instrument to open his eyes, and show him the necessity and nature of religion. On my last visit I found him ripening fast for heaven, and have no doubt but that his spirit now rests in the bosom of Jesus. Lord's Day 16 I preached twice, and in the interim went to hear Mr. Blank, who preached so excellent a sermon on the sufferings of Christ, that I was amazed to think how such a contrariety of preaching and practice could be found in the same man. But what have I to do to judge another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. The whole of the public service, preaching and the Lord's Supper, lasted about six hours. The Friday following was a day of fasting among our people, that God might revive his work, avert calamities, and send us rain, that our hearts may be filled with food and gladness. My own soul has not been so steadily devoted to God as I wish it to be. How I long to be made as a pure seraphic flame! In the afternoon of our fast day we had a great rain with heavy thunder and lightning. Mercy and judgment united a strong indication of our deserts, and God's goodness. On the Lord's Day, at Johnstown, about a thousand people attended to hear the funeral sermon of John Laws, the young man before mentioned. His experience and death have wrought powerfully on the hearts of many, both in the family and neighborhood, so that even in this unpromising place there is a prospect of religion. Thus we see the Lord can work, when, and where, and how he pleaseth. I am ashamed of the littleness of my faith. Pardon me, Lord, in this my weakness. I long to be altogether the Lord's, to preach and pray, believe and love, as when I first entered on the work of the ministry. Tuesday, June 1, 1779 Both yesterday and today my soul was enlarged in unfolding the truths of the gospel. In several parts of this peninsula the work of the Lord increases, and people are flocking in apace. The work is his, and worthy of him. 
may the instruments he is pleased to work by be always humble, and give the glory to whom it is due. We have a sound of war from the southward. Lord, think upon us that we perish not. What reason have I to be thankful that in the midst of war and confusion I am kept in peace and safety? Thursday, 10. I feel an increasing desire to be the Lord's, every moment, in every thought and desire, and in all I speak and do. Lord's Day, 13. Many attended the word, and the Lord was with me in speaking on Acts 16.30. In the evening I treated on the great salvation. Monday, 14. Notwithstanding I was very unwell, I rode to S.L.'s and preached. Had a very unfeeling company to hear me, yet felt assisted and blessed in speaking to them. I have lately read Sherlock's sermons. He was doubtless a man of great abilities, and it is a pity but he had been a more evangelical writer. I find some good things in his writings, and others in general harmless, but not very interesting. Wednesday, 16. Preached at B's, found myself shut up, but the people appeared tender and attentive. Next day I had more hearers than I expected at Brother Shaw's. I have not spent so much time in private prayer of late as I could wish, for want of time. My mind enjoys great peace and sweetness in God, and I find myself much given up to Him. Tis very seldom I feel a thought, much less a desire, contrary to His holiness. Last Monday night it appeared to me that I had as deep a sense of God as though I could see, touch, handle, and feel Him. This day I received a wonderful Arian and Socinian letter from H.C., a weak, wild mortal, swelled with pride and self-will. I rode seven miles to see a sick man, who was more than seventy years of age, deeply convinced of sin. I labored and prayed with him. He expressed some comfort, but had not a confidence of his acceptance with God. Saturday, 19. My heart is kept in peace. Sunday, 20. I preached at Shaw's at eight o'clock to about two hundred hearers, with great enlargement. A melting tenderness went through the congregation. I then rode to church at Dover, and heard a most excellent sermon on hypocrisy by Mr. McGaw. In the evening I preached on the Gospel Supper. The great, so-called, attended, but I fear to little purpose. Wednesday, 23 preached at a new place, in a meadow, to about one hundred people, who were wild enough. After preaching, had to ride twelve miles for my dinner. In this, our labor, we have to encounter hunger, heat, and many restless nights with mosquitoes, unwholesome provisions, and bad water. But all this is for souls. Were it for silver, I should require a great sum. But the Lord is not unrighteous to forget our labor of love and our reward is with him. Thursday, 24. I find the heat of the weather too great for close study. It flags the spirits, and strangely debilitates all the powers of body and mind in a manner that is seldom felt in Europe, unless for one month in the year. Friday, 25. I am not as I long to be. I want to be more spiritual in all my thoughts, words, and works to live wholly to God from moment to moment. Saturday, 26. 
I preached in Newcastle, and twice the next day. I find these people pay no great attention to, and do not manifest much affection for, our gospel and ministry. I had but little liberty to preach to them, and not much satisfaction while there. Tuesday, 29. Employed in reading. I see what I ought to be, as a Christian and a minister, and mourn because I am not more holy. Oh, how great a thing to be a man of God, to be in everything exemplarily good, in everything to do one thing, the will of God. Wednesday, 30. I received the minutes of the Virginia Conference, by which I learned the preachers there have been effecting a lame separation from the Episcopal Church, that will last about one year. I pity them. Satan has a desire to have us, that he may sift us like wheat. Friday, July 2, 1779. Heard Mr. McGaw at the Forest Chapel on Thy Kingdom Come. Sunday, 4. At half-past eight o'clock I preached at the chapel, and then went to church, and heard Mr. M. preach an excellent sermon on wavering in religion. The inflammatory disorder that had seized my throat is growing worse. Tuesday, 6. I applied to Dr. Ridgely, who prescribed two blisters of great strength. The two following days I was very ill. Friday, 9. I began to mend, and am persuaded that the doctor's means have been very successful, and feel myself under great obligations to him. Sunday, 11. Felt myself so much better in health that I ventured to speak to a small, serious congregation. I hope not in vain. Wednesday, 14. Set out for the seaside in a double carriage, Brother Alfrey with me. We rode thirty miles and came to Shockley's a little after twelve o'clock. Preached to about one hundred people, all serious. A great alteration since I was here, twelve months back. So does God work. I am in growing health, my voice much restored. Feel a springing hope that this journey will be attended with a blessing to myself and others. I am overcome with a sense of the goodness of God, in so suddenly raising me up. Oh, what I labored under this day week! How great the change! I find all my afflictions divinely sanctified to me. I am kept in great peace, and a divine serenity all day. A sweet peace sits upon my soul. I read some psalms, and a little of Halliburton's life, as I rode in the chair. Oh, how good it is to strive to do a little for God! My friends were frightened at my going out so soon, but the Lord will help me on my way. I spoke at Shockley's on Ephesians 2, 8-10. Thursday, 15. We rode to the seaside about forty miles from Shockley's. I read part of the life of Mr. Durante. We came in about two o'clock and found a kind reception. We prayed after dinner in the family and private. Afternoon went down to the sea to bathe, for my health. At night read a chapter, and gave an exhortation. Brother Alfrey and myself prayed. We rested well. Friday, 16. Am kept in peace of soul, yesterday and this day. Feel myself as in the presence of God, growing in health of body and soul. Saturday, 17. I preached on 1 John 1, 8, 9, 
to about fifty people, simple but teachable. Some poor men in a boat came on shore who had been taken prisoners, were English and Scotch going to York. I called at their tent, read the third of Romans, lectured to them. They seemed kind and humble. I pitied an old man, near seventy, from Devonshire. I went to bathe, called on the distressed people, prayed with them. This morning I finished reading the book of Psalms, which has been my regular reading this week past. Likewise the eleventh volume of Wesley's works, and part of the lives of those men of God, Halliburton, Durenty, and Walsh. One of the Church of Scotland, another from the Church of Rome, the latter a Methodist preacher. But the work of God is one in all. To set aside a few particulars, how harmonious does the work of God appear, in men of different nations and churches. I have been in peace, but not so much given up to God. I was humbled and stirred up to be more heartily employed. When shall every thought, word, and action in me be holiness to the Lord? Sunday, 18. Rode to Woods, near Peleg Waters Tavern. Had about three hundred people, and apparently very ignorant in religion, yet willing to be taught. I spoke on First John 1, 3. I found I could not speak plain enough to them. Afternoon on Isaiah 55, 6, 7. They understood me better. I went to Laws to lodge. I found the Baptists were fishing in troubled water. They always are preaching water to people, and are striving to get into all the houses where we preach. They had taken one simple man who was joined to us into the water. They plead they did not want to join, being church people, but the ministers were good men, and they could not deny them their houses. Monday, 19. I preached at J. Gray's to many feeling people. A good work is begun, and I fear that division is begun also. But what is to be done? Must we instrumentally get people convinced, and let Baptists take them from us? No. We will, we must oppose. If the people lose their souls, how shall we answer it before God? I met with a woman who warmly contended for dipping, as though it had been for life. Another began with me about going to their houses, and said, We must all live in heaven. I said, There will be no rebaptizing there. She said, We must imitate our Lord. I said, Our Lord rebuked the wind, and walked upon the sea. The point is this. The Baptists and Methodists came and preached together, our simple young men not knowing how they would act. The people being unacquainted with them are for receiving both. Tuesday 20. I went to the water and believe bathing has been of singular use to me. Preached at E.S. on Acts 26.18. Had great freedom. About a hundred people were present, and I hope there will be a work here, if controversy does not prevent it. Afternoon I called to see a person in the dropsy, for whom I sent to Dr. White. At three o'clock preached at West's on Matthew 7, 7. Seek, and ye shall find. I had much liberty, but the people in general were insensible. After preaching, some poor people came with tears in their eyes, fearing from what I had said, I was about leaving the houses where the Baptists would preach, 
and thought we were going to leave them altogether, as the others had set it forth. I answered them, while we could get a house to ourselves, and society, we would consider them as objects of our attention. Some rain, and my preaching twice, brought on a small inflammation in my throat. We rode to J. Gibbons's, fifteen miles, heavy road, very hot. Wednesday, 21. I preached at twelve o'clock to about fifty people, unfeeling enough. I spoke on Galatians 3.22. I spoke all the truth. After preaching, we rode to Joseph M. E.'s, twenty miles, great part heavy traveling. An ulcer broke in my mouth while I was preaching, but I continued speaking. Thursday, 22. I arose with a gracious sense of God upon my heart. Cool weather after the rain. I hear good news from the people of the work of God. Though they are not competent judges, yet I hope the prospect is favorable. Many brought home to God, and hope more will be. I have, in the course of my reading, attained to the end of Solomon's song. Preached at Joseph Moore's, a hundred serious people attended. A great change since I preached here nine or ten months ago. Then many in blindness, now forty in society. Some seeking, others have found the Lord. One of the friends told me he thought he could number fifty praying families. Some who have not joined us yet are stirred up by preaching to pray. Before, the people were swearers, drunkards, fighters, horse-racers, and such like. But the Lord hath done great things for them. I spoke on Ephesians 5, 8. Had great liberty. Friday, 23. Arose, as I commonly do, before five o'clock in the morning, to study the Bible. I find none like it, and find it of more consequence to a preacher to know his Bible well than all the languages or books in the world, for he is not to preach these but the word of God. I preached at G. Bradley's in the woods to about two hundred people on Acts 13, 26, had considerable freedom. In the evening at G. Moore's on Revelations 21, 6 through 8. Great liberty, the serious people much affected. Saturday, 24. I rode to Joseph Turpin's about thirteen miles. Many people, I judge about two hundred, attended. The Lord hath done great things since I was here about nine months ago. Numbers are inquiring after God. The Lord hath done great things for us. Not unto us, but unto him be all the glory given. Sunday, 25. I spoke on Matthew twenty-three thirty-seven, with uncommon freedom, to about three hundred people at Joseph Turpin's. We had a melting time here. The Lord is striving mightily to save them. Rode through the rain to Twyford's, had a hundred people or more to hear. Spoke on John fifteen nineteen twenty. Strove to comfort and encourage the seeking souls. Rode to Brother White's that night. Monday, 26. Spent in writing to our dissenting brethren in Virginia, hoping to reclaim them. I am kept in peace, though not without inward and outward war. Tuesday, 27. I have peace. Arose before three. I am much employed, but it is good to make the best of every moment, 
and carefully to fill up the space of time that may be lost. Oh, how precious is time! Our moments, though little, are golden sands. I preached a funeral sermon for our late friend and brother Hardesty to about one hundred people. I spoke on Isaiah 57, 1, 2. Had liberty in speaking to a solemn people. Some were affected, and at the close Brother Petticord gave an exhortation. The flux prevails, and hath carried some off. Returning, I called at Mr. D. R.'s, afterward called at Mrs. Peterkin's, who is sick. Wednesday, 28. Prepared my letters, and most severely tried at times, but if for good, the Lord's will be done. Had a conversation with Mr. O'Neill this week, a man of learning and understanding, who knows doctrines and men, is a minister of the Episcopal Church in Maryland, a non-juror. I ended the reading of Isaiah, in course, going through the Bible. Have trials very heavy, but my soul is humbled before the Lord. I preached at Edward White's on Zephaniah 1.12. Had a great time in preaching. Thursday, 29. Set out for Kent. Visited Mrs. P. N., going swiftly to her home. And also William Rich. About two months ago he was an opposer, proud and self-righteous, but now brought low, penitent, and submits to prayer, and Methodist conversation. Thus does God bring down. He held, yea, pressed my hand, unwilling to part. I came to Brother Shaw's before B.D. had done preaching. I spoke a few words, and after dinner went to see my very dear friend M. M. W. again. Friday, 30. Went to the Widow Howard's, spoke freely to about two hundred people on John three sixteen. One, the condition that all men must have been in if God had not given his Son. Two, his great love. Three, the nature of faith. Four, the consequences of not believing. The people were serious. I went to be all ours. A man followed me that night, ten miles, distressed in soul. I talked to and prayed with him. He went away, with clearer views and some hope, pleading for the blessing. Saturday, 31. Rode to Shaw's. The weather was hot. Called on Mr. W. D., sick and distressed in his soul. There is an inquiry excited in many people, and an awakening power is going forth. I saw today a political libel. The Methodists are struck at, but every charge is false. Sunday, August 1, 1779. Rainy. I wrote to church and heard an excellent sermon on Luke 14, 22. At three o'clock I preached in the square at Dover. Many came to hear. I spoke on Ezekiel 33, 30. Very plain and pointed. How it was taken, I know not. I am easy and clear in my own mind. Monday, two. Our quarterly meeting began. I was detained by rain, but came in about one o'clock. Brother Cox preached on Psalm 48, 12 through 14. Tuesday, 3. In the morning the rain continues. All things look gloomy. We appointed to meet at nine, if clear, if not, at twelve o'clock. About twelve it cleared away, 
without such visible tokens as sometimes appear. We went to the arbor. It covers three or four hundred people. It is possible we had six or seven hundred people each day, from Sussex, Somerset, Queen Anne's, Caroline, Kent, Newcastle, and Philadelphia. I preached on Psalm 126, 3-6, and was greatly led out. God was with us. Mr. M. G., a clergyman, was with us, very friendly. The rain prevented Mr. McGaw's attendance. Wednesday, 4. We held our love feast. Many spectators and a melting time. Some power and life appeared to be amongst the people. Upon the whole we had a blessed time. About twelve o'clock I preached on Colossians 1, 27, 28, with some freedom, and hope the people were profited. Brother G. N. exhorted long. His speaking is mostly proposing cases of conscience, and answering them, and speaking about Christ, heaven, and hell. Yet this carries all before it. It is incredible the good he has been instrumental in doing. The people are generally moved under his preaching. It is, however, thought expedient to send him to the north. I go to Chop Tank. We have had much of God in this meeting. Though I have had but little sleep, and unwholesome weather, yet I feel no injury, thank the Lord. We rode to Thomas White's after four o'clock. Thursday, five. Employed in writing. Friday, six. Part of the day taken up in writing. Am not collected as I ought to be nor as I long to be. The same day heard a sermon from Brother Cox at E.W.'s. Saturday, 7. Rode to Williams's. I was dejected in my own soul, on account of some things I felt in body and mind. Met a few in class. All seemed tender. Sunday, 8. Preached on Revelation 20, 11-15, to about 300 people. I had uncommon light, I never spoke there with such liberty in my life. Rode to the drawbridge, preached to about three hundred there, but not with so much enlargement as in the morning. The Lord is at work here of a truth. Monday, 9. This morning went to the bay. Afterward went to Furby's, spoke on First Peter 4, 18. Met the class, and found them much engaged, and many joined. I am weak and feeble. The weather is trying. Lord, give me strength according to my day. I have been tried with wandering thoughts. I could only read a few chapters in Jeremiah. We have little time for our own improvement. I read the first epistle to Timothy. Tuesday, 10. Road to Andrew Purden's. It was reported about that there would be a horse race, and some opposition, but there was none. Many came to hear. I spoke long and with liberty on Hebrews 12.25. I hope not in vain. Rode to William Verdon's, where I preached some months ago. The man was then quite an unfeeling person, but is now in earnest for his soul's salvation. Wednesday, 11. Rode to Richard Shaw's. I spoke to a simple and steady people on the righteousness of the law and righteousness of faith a subject with which they appeared to have but little acquaintance, therefore it was necessary to inform their judgments. Some were affected. I met the class. The people are faithful in general. Thank the Lord. 
Thursday 12. I renewed my covenant with God. Oh, that every thought, word, and act were love. Friday 13. I rode to Wells's. There were many to hear for the time and place. I spoke on Revelations 22, 11 through 15, with a degree of liberty. Met the class. The people were affectionate. I am kept from a wandering mind in a holy exercise. I am afraid of the foot of pride. I hope the Lord will keep me faithful in all his ways, for I want only to please God. I preached at Sturgis's to a small congregation. Saturday, 14. I rested. Have but little time for private exercises. End of section 32. Recording by Brian Keenan.